Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Pokemon Candy from the Am I the A-Hole subreddit and says, Am I the A-Hole for publicly scolding my boyfriend's picky eating? Context. My female 27 boyfriend, Chris, male 29, is the absolute pickiest eater I have ever met. No, he doesn't have food allergies. No, he has no intolerances. He's just picky. I don't blame him for that. His mum didn't know how to cook a whole lot, so... Chris's palate adjusted to it. Since we've been together though, we have worked on cooking dinners with one another to try and find things with ingredients he'll enjoy that may be outside his comfort zone. Anyway, last night, my parents said they would love to go to dinner with Chris and I. My parents live in another part of the state and I don't see them that often. So I ran it by Chris and we made plans. The restaurant was a new seafood place that opened close to where we live. Since I knew how picky Chris can be, I asked him to look over the menu before we went so that we could make sure there would be something that he'd eat. He told me he looked it over and he would have the salmon. Fast forward to this evening when we all sat down to eat, he made a disgusted face looking at the menu. I asked what was wrong and he told me there's nothing he'd eat. My parents looked a bit hurt so I pulled Chris aside and said that I couldn't believe he'd do this and if he wouldn't like the food he had all of yesterday and most of today to pick a different restaurant. I then commented that I was just annoyed by his picky eating because now it's hurting my parents and left the restaurant with him after apologizing to my parents. He told me that he was in shock that I didn't defend him and that I should have known he would have been unhappy and was being a total a-hole for publicly humiliating what he can't control. Am I the a-hole? And a quick edit about the salmon. I'd asked him about that, and I guess the problem is he read the menu again and saw how it was prepared, like he didn't care for the seasoning that was going to be on the salmon. Now, I think the issue to me in this situation is that, you know, it's okay if you're a picky eater or or whatever, but you have the opportunity to say, no, I don't want this restaurant, let's go somewhere else, where where it guarantees you'll be able to eat something on that menu. I think if you are that picky, and it is just, you know, being picky, and there's not something else going on here, you need to be sure in your mind that you're 100% going to eat that food once you're committing to it. There's got to be some type of food that he really likes, so why didn't he just choose that restaurant to begin with? Guarantee he would eat something. The way the story reads to me is that Opie tried to accommodate her boyfriend as much as she could. Boyfriend confirmed that restaurant, said he'd eat the salmon, and then went back on that. It did leave me slightly confused why they left the restaurant. I mean, I don't know, that might be unfair to say because it would be an awkward situation if you just sit there and someone wasn't eating nothing. Maybe they could eat a bread basket, I don't know. But I also think it'd be a really awkward situation to get up on your parents and say, oh no, we can't stay here, we're off. And then, see ya. <laughs> I don't know, that's a weird one, isn't it? 
But Holiday Cat says, not the a-hole. You did everything to accommodate him, but he changed his mind. But why did you leave the restaurant? I'd have finished the meal and made him wait. Surely there were some side dishes or appetizers he could have snacked on. Opie says, honestly, I didn't even think about it at the time. I was really embarrassed by his behavior and thought it would be best for us to leave. Garamond says not the a-hole, it's not about him being a picky eater, it's about him using his eating habits to be the center of attention, making other people feel inferior for hurting him by not meeting his needs. Natural Garbage says not the a-hole, Chris is a big boy, he can use his big boy words. You told him to check the menu, he said he found something to eat. You have to assume that the adult is responsible for their own choices and will speak up if something is wrong. You should not have to mind read that the salmon will be fine means I'm going to make a scene at a seafood restaurant and blame you for not saving me from the evil fishes. He's the one with a dietary restriction. He has to speak up for himself because no one is going to do it for him. Why is he making you responsible for food availability when he won't do the absolute minimum for himself? River Song says not the a-hole for what you are asking. Pretty a-hole-ish to leave your parents behind and leave with him though. Why would you punish your parents for his behavior? ETA, I'm a picky eater. As an adult, that's not something you make someone else's problem. As an adult, you surely don't let your girlfriend miss out on an evening with her parents, whom she rarely sees. Opie says, oh, that's a really good point. I did apologize to them at the restaurant, but I think I'll call them again and maybe reschedule another dinner without Chris. Say Cheese says, not the a-hole. I'm a picky eater also. There is always something I can eat on the menu, even if it means just eating chips at a seafood restaurant. In fact, when I plan outings with a particular group of friends, we often go to a local seafood restaurant as they all love seafood, and I don't believe that they should miss out because I don't like seafood. I get chips and other sides and enjoy the company of my friends. I do always check the menu thoroughly beforehand, so I know my game plan for it if it's a restaurant with limited options. It's not hard. And one more from General Relative says, not the a-hole. It sounds like to me your boyfriend is using being a picky eater as a method of control. He has told you he chose a dish before you went to the restaurant. Besides, most restaurants have salads or other appetizers that are friendly to almost any palate. It's hard to believe he couldn't find something to eat, no matter how small, to allow you to enjoy dinner with your parents. He could have eaten later. So then OP edits the post and says, Oh geez, this started blowing up far more than I expected. I'm sorry I'm not able to respond to all of your comments, but I've read them and really appreciate all your support and kind words. I'm going to spend some quality time with my parents to see a movie the three of us will enjoy and Chris will not be attending. Update. A lot of these comments have really opened my eyes. I'm not sure that this is someone I'd be okay to spend my life with. Unfortunately, at this moment in time, Chris and I are living together and split the bills 50-50 with both our names on the lease. Most likely when the lease is up, I'll be living by myself though and re-evaluating my relationship. My parents and I also had a wonderful time with the movie last night. Did some catching up and guess what? We're going out for seafood tonight because we all want to. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What would you do if you was OP? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And this next story comes from Throwaway Climate who says, am I the a-hole for refusing the opportunity to walk my sister down the aisle? And it does come with an update as well. My father passed away when I, male 26, was 22, and my sister, female 29, was 25. With this in mind, my sister, after getting engaged, asked me if I would do the honor of walking her down the aisle. At first, I was elated, and so I enthusiastically agreed. 
Then things quickly changed after my sister realized that my wife was pregnant. In the preceding months, my sister made my wife's life hell, who initially had been one of her bridesmaids, but I was relatively recently informed that she will not be one. Originally, it was fine, but as my wife's pregnancy became visible, my sister would at times taunt her and make rude comments towards her. During a bachelorette party just a few days ago, she even yelled at her because she was ruining her fun by being too distracting and not drinking. I kid you not. The ensuing onslaught resulted in my wife being removed as one of her bridesmaids. She even left my pregnant wife on the side of the road as my sister made her way to a party planned in part by my wife and in a limousine paid for by me. This coupled with the fact that she had asked me recently to ask my wife to stay at home because her pregnancy will take the attention away from her on a special day just broke me. I called her up yesterday after I found out what she said to my wife and I told her I will not be attending the wedding and that she will have to find someone else to walk her down the aisle. That's when the calls began. Everyone has been calling me, telling me that I'm overreacting and that I am intentionally trying to sabotage her wedding. She even called to yell at me and told me that she had always hated that bitch while referring to my wife. I told her to fuck off of course. My mother has been extremely sympathetic towards my wife and she agrees with me. My wife has been crying over this and she has herself received an onslaught of messages. I blocked all of my relatives, except my mother of course, and I'm planning a trip to Disneyland for my wife and I on the day of my sister's wedding. As I already booked the days off from work and Disney is where my wife and I went on our first date when we lived in LA. This news has started its own onslaught. Nevertheless, am I the a-hole? Now, it's one of those stories that you look at and you think, how would OP think they're the a-hole in this situation at all? But of course, I know that's very, very easy to say. Emotions and your brain will play absolute games with you when it's when it's family. We've seen it time and time again on in these subreddits where people question themselves for something, you know, they shouldn't be because they're not in the wrong at all. But because it's family, your mind starts playing games with you basically but of course you're not the a-hole in this situation your sister is absolutely awful just because she's got pregnant she's turned on her criticizing her for being too distracting and not drinking what the hell leaving her on the side of the road for a limousine that you've paid for and when you said the cause began and everyone began calling you and saying that you're overreacting and you're intentionally trying to sabotage her wedding it always makes me wonder in these situations what have they been told? Because anyone from the outside looking at the situation can say, you know, your sister is totally in the wrong. She's awful here. What have they been told by her? Because it doesn't sound like they've been told the truth, does it? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Irisable says, not the a-hole. Your sister made it impossible for you to participate in the wedding. No throw says, not the a-hole. Frankly, after what you described, I wouldn't even be on talking terms with her until she apologizes big time to your spouse. And anyone who takes her side after hearing the full story can fuck off as well. You stood up for your wife when it was maybe easier to go along to get along. Good job. Pun says, your sister sabotaged her own wedding. I'm surprised that the other bridesmaids didn't pull out and that the groom still intends to marry her. Maybe they are birds of a feather. Of course, he may not have been told the truth of why you pulled out. Who leaves a pregnant woman on a sidewalk and blames her for being a party pooper because she will not drink? A distraction for showing her bump. The whole wedding party on the bride's side are such a-holes for allowing this bullying too. There's a line where even the bride has to be told to stop. Not the a-hole. Flimsy Masterpiece says not the a-hole. Your sister systematically cut down and emotionally terrorized your wife for months before this incident and she sucked it up. Despite this, she still planned the bachelorette party some of which was paid for by you, then have the audacity to say your wife is ruining her good time by not drinking, then endangers her and your unborn child by ditching her on the side of the road. Never mind the wedding duties, you're completely justified on never speaking to your sister again. Grandma Chris says, Not the a-hole. You are to be commended for being loyal to your wife here, and your sister's behavior is just deplorable. The only caution I'd add is, don't escalate the drama by saying anything nasty to or about your sister. Just tell your own truth in calm and peaceful words. You can then distance yourself from your sister without stooping to her level of unkindness. And another thing that's jumping out to me in this story is that she was worried about the pregnancy taking the attention off her. And now all she's done is basically remove two people from her own wedding. So now her wedding is all going to be about where is your brother and his wife? And that's going to be an awkward conversation in itself at the wedding, isn't it? A lot of gossiping going on there. So then OP comes in with an update and says everyone has been asking for an update so here it is. So I unblocked my relatives who had called me to convince me to walk my sister down the aisle and sent them the post. Most apologized and didn't know how poorly my sister had treated my wife. A few even cancelled going to the wedding and were appalled at the fact that my sister decided to kick my pregnant wife out of the car and leave her on the side of the road. The groom didn't care much and said that this is personally a family matter which he shouldn't involve himself in. My mother is attending, but she just adopted the attitude of, once I get this done, she'll be out of my hair once and for all. Now, as for my sister, she was none too pleased when I sent her the post. She apparently texted me a bunch. I had her blocked, so I didn't receive anything. Then, this very morning, she shows up to my firm in New York. She doesn't live too far, but I didn't think she'd show up to my workplace. I sat her down and gave her a chance to explain herself. She refused to apologize. She tried to make herself seem like she was making the right decision by saying, she was just looking out for my wife and baby's health, which I reminded her how she tried to bully my pregnant wife into doing shots. My wife didn't cave, of course. Then she tried to guilt me, saying our father would have disapproved of me trying to ruin her wedding if he was alive. She said blood is more important, which is ironic considering this is about her wedding. Then she got aggressive, telling me I am ruining her wedding and proceeded to say horrific things about my wife. Angered, I told her to get out of my office and I told her never to come to my office or house again or I'd get a restraining order. 
She left, cursing me and my wife out. Also, we're still going to Disneyland. <laughs> Absolutely still go to Disneyland. I, I like that at the end there. <laughs> I think it was the husband's attitude in this that shocked me more than anything in this update. He's like, nah, this is a family matter. I'm not getting involved in this. This is the person you're marrying, my friend. This is a woman who's trying to convince a pregnant woman to do shots. A woman that's willing to leave a pregnant woman on the side of the road. If I was in his position, it would certainly be giving me pause for thought and thinking, hold up a second. Summing it right. <laughs> but what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's have another story. And our next story comes from Fluff Llama Pajama, who says, would I be the a-hole for not having my cancer-stricken ex-husband stay with me through his treatment. For most of our marriage, my husband, 39 male, and I, 37 female, had a very happy relationship. We had good jobs, decent money, two kids, and loved each other. Then he got diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, and we went through years of painful treatments and recovery together. We moved to a small house to be close to the research center where he underwent treatment. His parents paid half of the down payment on the house. The other half was from savings and investments. In the divorce, he gave me the house and took all of his medical debt. We have been divorced a year, but now his cancer has come back and he needs treatment again at the same research hospital. He wants to stay in what is now my house while undergoing treatment. And his parents expect me to house him and look after him because he was generous in letting me have the house without taking his rightful share from the equity. When we were married and he was undergoing treatment, there was new stuff that was expensive and also very physically draining on him. We were lucky that both our jobs were supportive and flexible, but with his health issues, little kids and expenses, we had to downgrade our lifestyle a lot. That plus the physical changes in his body made him very depressed. Whenever he felt a bit better, he'd go stay in his hometown. It's a small town where most of his family and a lot of his childhood friends live. I was doing all the caretaking of him, but also dealing with insurance complications. I was also managing the kids, the entire household and my full-time job. We had help from friends and neighbors, but it was very hard. And I wasn't happy about him spending his healthy days away from us, but it's good for his mental health, so I didn't feel like I could object. While he was staying there, he had reconnected with his high school girlfriend. A couple of years ago, he admitted to me that he was sleeping with her, and I filed for divorce. He had fully recovered from his cancer by then. There are other aspects around the cheating that left me very heartbroken and feeling betrayed. His giving me the house and taking all the debt was an apology of a sort. His parents feel that I owed him for getting the house and should let him stay there for the two to three months his treatment is at the facility. I do want him to be well and I don't want my kids to lose a loving father. But I can't deal with having him around me. Especially not if I ended up being his nurse and caretaker again. I'm still very bitter about how our marriage ended. A lot of people close to me are telling me that I should support him for the sake of my kids. Would I be the a-hole if I say I can't do that? And we're going to start in the comments with no dragonfly 4661 who says not the a-hole. Let his girlfriend take care of him. OP says they announced their engagement the day the divorce was finalized. That still hurts so much. Just browsing says not the a-hole. Even without the cheating and whatnot, caretaking is a full-time job and it's very taxing emotionally, mentally and physically. You're not his wife anymore. You have no obligation to do this. Opie says, the last time I did it out of love. I can't just not do it now. It was very difficult. The big upside to me in getting divorced was not having to deal with that anymore. As difficult as it is to take care of a sick person, 
Dealing with the insurance bureaucracy and keeping track of all the medical contacts and treatment details is a pretty big logistical nightmare. And that was cast in my mind back as well. I know cheating is a big part of this and you're not the a-hole in that for itself, but it, the, the caretaking, the possibility of you having to look after this person, it's just huge. That's a huge, massive ask. And OP mentioning, you know, keeping track of all the medical contacts and treatment details, again, in itself is a massive logistical nightmare. I know my dad himself and dealing with all his treatments, he was at the hospital pretty much every week, you know, having lung drains and chemotherapy and various types of medication. The amount of pills he had, and they changed from week to week depending on how he was feeling. And they change on a daily basis. Of course, you can get the pill boxes which help you out and you can get various little things that may help you out. But still, it was the family coming together doing different parts of his care. My niece, bless her heart, was a huge part of it. And the emotional side of seeing someone go through that and, and trying to help them with their emotions as well because mentally, it's super taxing on the person. Some days, you know, my dad was absolutely fine. Other days, he said some things that I've never heard him say before that absolutely broke me i know it's a bit of a different situation in this story but looking after someone i, I just can't say how huge it is but one more comment from terry says who says not the a-hole you received the house as part of your divorce settlement you could have gotten his retirement accounts or something similar instead of the house if there was such assets to be had stop thinking of the house as being given to you it was awarded to you as part of the divorce settlement not given to you as prepayment for future caregiving but you getting assets from the divorce don't entitle your cheating ex to free housing, utilities, food, and caregiving. Your ex and his affair partner can find their own housing near a cancer center. If it's important to his parents that your ex get care and housing, they can figure out how to help to provide that. He's your ex, which means that he's no longer your responsibility. While I empathize with ex's plight, I won't be housing nor providing care for him. Due to the circumstances of our divorce, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to provide those services. This time, X needs the support of his family and close friends more than ever, and I am no longer either of those. Hope that X recovers from his illness quickly, and I'll be praying for him. Wow, but now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me, so thank you so, so much for being involved. It's absolutely incredible. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.